Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Pilgrims and Prodigals, and in this episode, me and Ben are going to be sitting down and talking about Evangelism 101, what it is, what it isn't, and he's going to share some stuff that's been on his heart this week, and I'll do the same thing, and uh, honestly, not much of a format today, just have a random topic that we're going to be talking about, so hope you enjoy it, and uh, don't forget to hit the like, share, Go to iTunes, give us a review, let us know what you think. All right, here you go. Are you going to do that thing where you're like, by the way, we're recording? Yeah, we've been recording for a while, but I like, I don't know, I like to just find a fun spot to jump in where it doesn't feel like, hey. Okay, gotcha. Right. So we're just recording, and whenever, I'll look back at it whenever it seems like a good time to start it, like we'll... Just go back and start it there. Decide that. Gotcha. Anyways, I got a cup so of coffee you, and I'm ready to go. Do you have uh, Do you have anything else that you want to talk about today other than the, what is evangelism? No, I mean we can talk about that stuff. I kind of want to talk about my heart for people because I feel like that's changing. Um, I was watching Walking Dead the other day, and uh, mm-hmm. God was I, speaking to you. I feel I feel like it. Honestly, I really do. Right on. Right on. Um, well, I was watching the episode where it was going through Morgan's backstory. He's a black guy. and mm-hmm. uh, That's relevant. I don't understand. <laughs> and he was, <laughs> well, he was, um, he was working through like PTSD for losing his wife and son to the zombie outbreak. And he was yeah. crazy. And he, in his mind, his job was to clear. His job was to kill anything and anybody that got near him mm-hmm. um but then um you know this guy taught him that all life is precious and where there is life there is possibility so that's kind of like changed my view on how i look at people and stuff like that a little bit like i definitely still don't agree with living water or anything like that but i don't feel like i'm at a place where i'm like screw them like i definitely don't like them and i will still admit that but like i think their life is special just as much as mine so 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 that's it in reference to like the your spiritual life or just like your personal view of them like what was your view before that morgan's backstory changed your view i mean it wasn't <sighs> I didn't hate them. I just didn't really care about them. Like, and I, I okay. still don't per se like them. Like, I don't want to go be friends with them. But I, see what I think I'm looking at it like their life is important. So, yeah. because they have breath in their lungs and they have a soul in their body, they are important. Yeah. So, it's so from what I'm understanding, it's. Never that they you wished that they would die. Like you're not talking about like you thought that their soul was that unimportant that you wish that they would just die and go away. But you're saying that you can look at them and wish for good things to happen to them. Is that am I understanding you right? Yeah. Okay. And I, that's weird because I feel like I've never been at a spot where I can do that for a while. So I mean, it sounds like you're sounds like God's helping you love your enemies, Keith. <laughs> yeah i mean honestly you know to not be preachy i think you're right because i can take stuff like that from you like the 
the weird Christian phrases, you know what I'm saying? Cause I yeah, know, yeah. I know you and I know you're hard, but when I hear them in general, like when we were talking last night, it, <laughs> some things were said, that I'm just like, all right, I'm just done with this conversation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And now I, I understand where you're coming from. It's, it's like we talked about in a bunch of episodes past is that the goal here is communication. So let's use the best language to get that done. And if language is like testimony and going through seasons and honor and respect and those definitions get skewed when you're in that kind of mindset, they become something that they might not be to you because you don't share the same viewpoint. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's a different topic for a different day. I'd love to talk about that sometime. Everything we talked about last night. We can honestly talk about it. I mean, I'm okay well, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. a little bit. I don't want to get too deep into it because I'm just going to oh, get yeah. mad again. <laughs> oh my God. Keith, Keith, I love you so much. I love you. The reason I was laughing so much last night was because you were like, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. And I'm looking at you and I'm like, bro, come on. You're mad. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was. I, I, I just, I just want to stop the conversation. I just, uh, I'm not mad. I respect you and I hear your viewpoint. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> that is exactly not what's happening. <laughs> well, what you should have said, what you should have said was like, I honestly am so frustrated by your viewpoint. I just want you to stop talking. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. like... <laughs> that would have been the better communication there. Yeah. And then yeah, it wasn't even the viewpoint. Is you guys just kept freaking cutting me off every time I started talking. Either you or Ben, or either you or Ryan, would just start over talking me every time I tried to make a point. Yeah, and uh, I apologize for that. But I mean, I don't want to say but to discount the fact that I apologize, but. I, I do. That's just that's just me. Like if you've ever listened to me in a conversation, in order for me to process a thought, I have to say, like restate what you're trying to say a little bit, or ask a question or something like to process yeah. it. That not that I, I I'm not saying I have to interrupt people to understand and talk to them, but like if someone's talking, they're like this point and that point, and I'm like, oh, okay, so huh? You know what I mean? And and that no, just helps I mean, me process it externally. No, I understand because you do it all the time. Like even to just agree, you're like, oh, hey, wait, wait. I agree with you. <laughs> now, I, I will stop something and be like, so, so what, wait, 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 wait. So what you're saying is this? Okay, gotcha. Continue. <laughs> Ryan's the funniest though because he'll stop someone. Say. Ryan will stop someone to tell them to keep talking. That's the funniest. Oh, dude, yeah, He's Ryan like, is crazy. He's like, wait, 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 wait. All right, continue. <laughs> oh, so funny he's like wait, 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 i think you're I, I think you're on to something there so uh just keep on talking <laughs> uh that's what i was gonna do if you didn't interrupt me yeah so well i mean we'll work it out man people are imperfect communication's imperfect you can go to the internet reddit and youtube and find out that <laughs> communication is a means by which many people come to hate each other yeah, it's because people are so bad at it. So uh, we'll we'll work on it. We'll get better. I'll be so right back. I think I'm gonna go blow my nose. I think. Oh, okay, right on. So I'm just here alone with the podcast, and I don't know if Keith is planning on starting recording in this part, or if this is just gonna go into the ether, and no one will ever hear it. Either way, I just want to let you know, 
it's lonely to be on a Skype call by yourself. What? But, oh, hey, 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 how's it going, man? What are you doing? <laughs> are you over here talking to yourself? <laughs> no. I, I didn't know if this was going to be a part of the podcast that we use, so I was uh, I was addressing the silence. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, I was, uh, yeah, I was just being awkward. All right, so go ahead with uh, whatever you want to talk about. Oh, um, by well, the way, yeah. everybody, welcome to the Pilgrims of Prodigals podcast, episode nine. Bam. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, I mean, I guess it's kind of a deep topic to jump into, and we can lighten it up as we go. But uh, this week, I had a really awesome God experience, and and what I mean by that is that like I. I felt and interacted with um, what I would call God, um, and 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 the thing is that like I think based off my interaction that I had on I forget what night it was sometime this week based on what happened I really I think I'm going to switch up my language and I I want to I want to speak more surely about what I believe because I really do believe stuff like you know what I mean and just to be respectful or soft for the sake of whatever the other opposing worldviews are, I think that does them a disservice. Like, you know, like I might talk like whatever you call God, whatever I call God, because it's almost all the same and blah, blah, blah. And I think that that's almost just kind of disrespectful to everyone else and myself to say, hey, God is something that we don't understand and don't get. And because if someone else believes something and I say whatever you call God, that's kind of disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and if if I I disrespect myself and saying like whatever I call God well what I mean what do I believe if I believe it then believe it son stop you know pussyfooting around and pretending like everything's okay and I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings I I'm way more concerned about what I believe and living that out than I am about hurting people's feelings not to be rude or a jerk but I'll just get into the story um, I was at work and I was listening to the classic crime who, by the way, is an amazing musical group. You should check them out if you don't know about them. But I was listening to the song Who Needs Air, just doing work on my computer, admin stuff. And I was listening to it on repeat, and I went out to the parking lot. And I read, uh, like I was telling you, I read that post from Ryan Miller, and I'm pretty sure it said something like, are you running from your fears or are you chasing a dream? And then our friend who we had on the podcast, Ashley Murdoch, she posted, she just said, I'm running from a fear. And I was like, oh my gosh, wow, that is really sobering, that honesty, mm-hmm. and and I, which I super appreciate. I even post on Facebook that I appreciated her honesty. I put it on the post. But it was really sobering to read that, and I it made me think to myself, like, I've been – I've been – walking this thing out and living my life and all of a sudden I'm like I haven't even been chasing anything I've really just been running from my fears like over the past of past like I would say two months maybe even since we started the podcast I'm not saying that I've fallen out of love with uh, Jesus you know and the things that I believe but I was definitely in a spot where I was just pushing things away because I didn't like them and I wasn't even sure what I liked anymore. You know what I mean? I was just kind of in a like a spot of negative belief where I'm like, I'm cutting this out and cutting that out and cutting this out. 
and I lost a passion for the things that I actually do believe, the things that I've actually really experienced, I just was losing passion. So, I mean, right there, I, I whenever I realized that, I just kind of broke down in the parking lot at yeah. 1 a.m. in the morning and uh, just kind of sat there and listened to the song, sang it to the night. And, uh, man, it was just a really awesome experience. But I say all that to say – that like, I don't know, man, I'm ready to like, they say it all the time on the bad Christian podcast. I, I've been doing a lot of deconstruction, but I want to, I want to start reconstructing my faith. Like I want to start moving in a direction towards something that I want rather than cutting out all the things that I don't want in my life, cutting them out. I, I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I want to focus less on the purge of everything that I believe and focus more on what I actually want to do with my life. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, well, a couple notes on that, though. I think that I think the purge is necessary, especially like for what we came out of. And I think it's necessary for a lot of people because I think it's necessary to deconstruct and pick apart what you do believe and what was just taught to you as rhetoric or theology of your upbringing. So, mm-hmm. so I do agree with you. We shouldn't be in that boat forever. But I do think it's very vital for someone to figure out what they believe themselves. And for oh, yeah. for me, where I'm at right now, I don't feel like I'm really running from anything. I mean, when I first left the church, there was a lot of hurt. There was a lot of fear. And I feel like I, I've dealt with that. And, you know, maybe not 100%. And I'll, I'll admit that. But Yeah, yeah I, I, I wouldn't even say that either. Yeah, and, but I in no, in, in no way am I like running from my fears right now. I think for me, I'm just trying to figure out God. And if that means cutting something out that was there before, I'm okay with that. Because for me, it's I'm not cutting something out out of fear. I'm cutting something out because it's kind of outlived its usefulness in my life. So changing my ideas on church and changing my ideas on all these other things, it's it's not because I'm scared of it. It's not because... I have this embedded fear in my soul of like, because of things that have happened to me, I don't want it to happen again. I don't want it to happen again. But the reason that I'm changing my life so much, it's not out of fear. It's out of just trying to figure the crap out and figure out what is real and what's not. Just like the talk yeah. we had last night. And um, to me, like, I know that that talk was probably really useful for you guys. Like, lear- like, figuring theology out and stuff like that. But for me in this point in my life, I just really don't care. Like I don't, I don't care to figure theology out. I figure I care to grow closer to Jesus and that's what I want to do. And Mm -hmm. if I drink a couple more beers and what someone else would deem, okay, I don't really care. You know, if I do this or do that and someone else doesn't really agree with it, I really don't care, but not out of like offense. I just, I just really don't care. And I don't care to sit there and like debate over the Bible who's right and wrong because. Oh, no. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, yeah, that that's my main point on that is like I'm not doing any of this out of fear. I'm just trying to figure God out. I And and I'm in the exact same boat as you that I, I, I mean, not, maybe not exact same boat, but like pretty close that. I'm in the same boat as far as I value deconstruction and I encourage every Christian that listens to this podcast to 
really examine your beliefs and ask yourself, what do you believe? But um, figuring out what do you believe uh, is kind of like has kind of become uh, like the focus of my life over the past two months. And, and which is cool. That's something that I need to focus on. But I feel like I personally, in the midst of figuring out what do I believe, I stopped the. I put, I took things that I knew to be true and put them on the shelf. It, like what? Like, like what's an example of that? Okay, like what is an example of that? Is like, is there hope in Jesus's name? Can I point people towards Jesus and expect them to find hope if I offer what He is giving to them? And and I was at a point where I was like, well, I mean, like maybe there's. I mean, people can find hope other ways, which is true. But if I know where I found hope, why wouldn't I share that with someone? And for me, the answer was for fear of seeming religious or like I'm a one trick pony and I just believe in Jesus and everything gets better. So because because of the fear of seeming like I'm, I came from living water or I am a living water, you know, or like yeah. for fear of becoming everything that I was removing from my life. I just was, I would say things like, I mean, I guess I put myself in a mental place where I would just say like, you know what, man, here's some just encouraging words for you. But that's, that's, that's just not what I believe has the power to help people. You know, I really believe that Jesus has the power to help people. And I'm not saying that you have to accept it just by someone saying it to you. And like, if you don't accept it, you're just basically saying you want to be depressed. I'm not, I I don't want to become that person because that person sucks and is a jerk. But I really do believe, man, that like, if someone asked me, Ben, why are you so happy all the time? I would be like, I don't, because I don't have anything to worry about. I mean, I I believe I'm going to be taken care of in the ways that matter because God loves me. You know what I mean? And I might suffer, but that suffering isn't even going to shake me, me being, uh, you know, uh, okay and content with my life because I don't, I'm not, I'm not focused on being happy. I'm focused on the guy who's taking care of me and keeping the breath in my lungs. And if he takes it away, he takes it away. And I'm just content with that. Like I wouldn't share that answer with someone before I had this experience for fear of seeming like I'm just some religious guy that doesn't know what he's talking about. If that yeah. may, does that make any sense at all? Yeah, I've got a couple notes on that. You can rant for like one more second. <laughs> okay. I mean, I don't really have anything else to say. So if you if you've got notes, hit me with them, man. Because uh, yeah. So I mean, I don't know. A couple things I was thinking on that is uh, I don't know. One thing I haven't doubted through all of this is Jesus. I mean, I definitely don't believe i've lost any hope in him if anything that's the one thing that's pulled me through all this like i mean one thing that i'm never going to doubt is god's goodness or the fact that there is hope in the name of jesus because that's what that what that's what has brought me through all of this it's it's like i said before the reason that i want to do this podcast is because Whenever people are hurt by church splits or kicked out of church, you have two options, either to push God away and walk away from the faith completely, or 
you can dissect it, figure out what's real and what's fake, what's truth and what's tradition, and come out on the other side stronger in your faith with Jesus. And that's what I want. I, you know, I by no means have ever doubted who God is. I've doubted pastors. I've doubted yeah. church attenders. I've doubted church in general, but I've never once doubted the name of Jesus because I always come back to that that scripture in Romans one seventeen where it says um, that uh, I'm not ashamed of the uh, what is it? I'm not ashamed of the cross because it's a power to all those who believe or something like that. I mean, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm not ashamed of Jesus by any means. I mm-hmm. will even in my trying to be accepting of all people and not wanting to offend people. I, if the topic of Jesus comes up, I'm not afraid to to say like, Hey, there's this dude. I believe him to be God and he has given me hope and I believe he can give you hope. But I believe, I just don't think it has to be super complicated is my thing. Mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. think it has to be, all right, follow this uh, in-depth study of the scriptures and it will lead you to this place. And and no, then you yeah. start attending uh, church, gross. get the water baptism, then come to the Holy Spirit service, the baptism of the Spirit, and then this and that and go on. And then we to... have a weekend retreat. That, uh, <laughs> yes. You, if you really want to be free, you'll go to that. Uh, no, I mean – you're you're so right. I think I think I mean honestly, if I could just be real for a second, Keith, I think that like I mean this in the most. Um, I, when, when I say this, understand I'm talking about myself and my flaws. Is that I think I am just a really intellectual person. Like a lot of things that I do, I have to process them through a belief system and and make sure everything makes sense and weigh this and weigh that before I'll even like tell you that I believe things that I know to be true. I will forsake things that I feel like I know if they don't make intellectual sense sometimes. Uh, I get it. So we kind of like take two opposite spectrums on that. Like, cause for me, I will take something as truth until it's proved wrong, but you will put everything on the table as wrong until it's proved truth. I mean, I think that's where I've been at. And that's why I was in a spot where God needed to talk to me because like, because I couldn't intellectually prove the things that even I myself believed. In a rectuary. I say what? He said in a rectuary. Oh, God. In a rectuary. That's not good. <laughs> Wait, is that like a, a reverse erection? <laughs> no. no. Uh, that's good. That's, uh, well, well, that'll come up later in conversation, I'm sure. All but, right. Continue uh, your no, uh, deep conversation. It, 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 intellectually like i mean i really tried to i i was trying to evaluate everything i believed even beyond the point of just knowing that i know that i know that i believe this i was like maybe i don't let's check it out and i think that i went because uh because i'm so intellectual i think i went beyond the point of like saying like i think i finally got to the place which was a bad place where i was like saying i know that jesus gives me hope but I, for you, maybe you don't need Jesus to have hope and you can be encouraged without him. And, and that's, that is not necessarily untrue. You can have hope and be encouraged without Jesus. I mean, there is a lot of beauty out there in the world, but in order for me to say something like that, like, yo, don't worry about it. Jesus isn't a big deal. 
completely contradicts what I actually believe to be true. Yeah. And so my intellectualism was pulling me out of even my faith, I think. Like it was getting to the point where I was like almost leaning on universalism a little bit. Not like saying that I'm going to give up the fact that Jesus is Lord for myself. But I was getting that place where I'm like, Jesus is Lord for me. What works for you? And like, honestly, man, like after that experience that I had, I really believed that just like Jesus is the hope of the world. And I'm not afraid to tell people that. And like, if you really like, if someone came to me and was like, Ben, where do I find hope? I would be like, I know exactly where to go. Mm-hmm. You know what I, you know what I mean? And, and I don't have to necessarily understand it or be able to defend it to the teeth to just act on what I believe. And you, you, you know what I'm saying? Is that like mm-hmm. I think that intellectualism can be bad in the sense that like if if you won't put weight on anything that you can't explain intellectually, then there's going to be a lot of the beauty in life that you just miss out on. Well, and, like, and two, if of, you sorry, go ahead. Sorry, um, if good? you spend your life trying to figure out something that just can't be figured out, like we can figure out religion, we can figure out structure. But one thing that we're never going to be able to intellectualize, intellectualize is God himself because, I mean, even just aspects of himself like his love or his grace, those are things that we'll never even understand. So if we can't reach the depths the depths of his love, how can we ever understand the face of God? How can we ever understand the, the full character of God? And I think those are things that I don't think we'll ever be able to comprehend, like even you know, talking about the depths of his love, you know, I heard a pastor say that we can, we can talk about the love of God. We can try to portray the love of God, love of God, and we can even pervert the love of God. But one thing we can never do is exaggerate the love of God because it's so far beyond what we can explain that there's no words that we can use to exaggerate it. So I think when it comes to his nature, his character, what, about him that brings us hope it's not something that i'm ever going to be able to explain it just happens like i remember the day i got saved something changed inside of me and i've argued with many of people not argued but when i say argue i mean like talked so yeah 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 i've talked with many of people about you know it was just an emotional experience or you just you wanted it so it happened blah 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 but but to that extent, like, I can never say that's true because it, it was literally something that changed inside of me. And yeah. no one else is going to understand that other than people who that has happened to as well. So I I will 100% say that there are things about God that I don't understand, but I'm okay with. Now, when it comes to other people, when it comes to people who claim to be men of God— to claim to have the answers, but they're just teaching their own description or their own understanding of what the Bible is, who God is. Like when you're trying to tell me who God is, I will challenge that because who are you? You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I, I totally understand where you're coming from. I mean, basically what happened was I was, imagine that I thought of myself as a man of God and I started asking myself those questions. Like, <laughs> who are you, Ben? How, who are you to say you have all the answers? Yeah. Why should I believe what you think? You know what I mean? And like I was basically throwing out all of my own personal experiences and just relying on 
what can we do to make sense of this whole God thing and Jesus? And that was that was all I had in my hands, I guess you could say, it was just like what I was figuring out. And I think I took it too far, honestly. And and God kind of brought me back and was like, look, I know you don't get it, all of it, but like, I know you know me, basically is what God said. I know you know me. And uh, I was and I was like, you're right. I freaking do. I know you don't suck and that you're totally full of hope and you've changed my life in huge ways. And I'm done denying that simply for the fact that I can't totally explain it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I'm not leaving that on the shelf anymore. That's got to be. I mean, that's like, dude, that's my that is my faith. My faith is that that is the primary centerpiece of my life, even if I can't explain it. I don't care to explain it. I just know it. You know what I mean? And and I think that I, I struggle with that, man. Like being yeah. in a place where that like faith is there and I'm like, I just believe it. You know what I mean? I normally will honestly rely on what I what makes sense a lot. I'm like, it makes sense and it's wise to choose this path. But like at the end of the day, man, I just like I know God and I can't get around that. And so why am I living my life acting like I can't I, I can't act on that faith until I figure it out? I'm I basically I say all of it to say is I'm done doing nothing. I know I'm doing this podcast and I know that I have a lot of great relationships with you guys and we're trying to work out this house church thing. But like I'm done not including my faith that I don't have figured out in all of those things. I'm done doing nothing. I want to start doing something based off what I know about God. I'm ready to start moving forward and back into the mess instead of getting farther and farther away from the mess until it becomes less messy, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, the house church, that's a whole other situation and topic that we'll talk about some other time. Because I feel like with that, we have just a lot of people who are on a lot of different playing fields right now. So it's just, it's a big mess at this moment. We're going to figure it all out, but... Um, but I mean, it, it's always going to be a bunch of people on different playing fields. What we need to do is find out how do we just take preference out of it and and just focus on what we should really be doing to love on one another. What's necessary, what's not necessary. I mean, because yeah. like everybody's going to have preferences and that's cool. We're always going to have that. The church is a hodgepodge of different things. But uh yeah, well, well, I think we should. We may, maybe should have an episode about like what the what the hell is church? How do we do that? Yeah. But but yeah. So I mean, to to move into our main topic, with the way that I feel about this, uh, my faith right now and having that experience with God, what do what does that mean for me as far as the dreams and the goals that I have? For this hope that I found because I found hope and I want to share it with the world. So how do I share it with the world if I don't have all the answers and what does, what does evangelism look like? How do I preach the gospel without being the way that I was before where I'm like, do you know if you go to heaven or hell today? Because I have some logical points that completely disprove every blah, 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 bull crap. And so, so, Basically, I mean, in that experience, God reminded me of what my dream is. And my dream is for everyone that I know, as many people as possible, to share this hope that I have, to share 
to feel the love that I feel from my relationship with God. Yeah. But now that I'm not that weirdo who's like, I have uh, some news to share with you about Jesus. Or have you made your Jesus your personal Lord and Savior? Because holy crap, nobody wants to talk to that guy. I don't even want to talk to that guy. You know what I mean? Like that just is a uh, is is a bad way to evangelize. So I still want to share this hope, and I still want to share this love. I would love for everyone to know what I know and experience what I've experienced because it's freaking lit. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. what does that look like? How do I share that with people? Yeah, some interesting facts here. Yeah. So the non. So there, I've got a couple different definitions right here. So the definition for evangelism, the spreading of the Christian gospel by public preaching or personal witness. And that's cool because I feel like we can talk about each of these for a second. I feel like both of them have their place. Um, Public preaching, I feel like we'll talk about that first. I feel like that's more of your church. That's more of your outreach type thing but my my question on that is is public preaching really a high priority in this western world that we live in where practically everybody knows who Jesus is I mean I'm not saying it's not needed I'm not saying that we need to cut that out of the definition but how valid is the public preaching not for the building and teaching of people, but for the sake of evangelism, how necessary is public preaching? Uh, when you say public preaching, you mean like going to the local college and standing on a on a stairwell and just screaming at people about Jesus? I'm assuming. Oh, I mean, <laughs> uh, well, I, I can't tell you how necessary it is, I guess, but I can tell you that for me, if what I want to do is share the love and the hope that I have in Jesus, I don't think that's very easy to communicate without a dialogue. A monologue of someone standing up and just shouting isn't really going to get that through in our society. There's a, like, I'm not going to, it's not going to hit home with people in our society if I just scream about uh, Jesus and how he loves you and there's hope in him. And aside from him, there's no hope. I'm not going to win many hearts and winning many hearts is what I care about. Yeah. I I don't care about public preaching. I care about people and I want them to have hope. I want them to see a light at the end of the tunnel. I want them to have a personal God who can like, you know, get in there nasty with them and help them through it. And I don't think that result will ever really come from what you just said about public preaching. So then you have like the second aspect of evangelism, which I think is more prevalent, especially in the culture we live in, and that's personal witness. Um, and I think that's something that a lot of people, a lot of people, put the focus on the public preaching and not on the personal witness. Because I feel like my evangelism, especially where I'm at right now, is definitely more geared towards personal witness, like being friends with somebody being in people's lives and letting them see that there is something different about me. And I think ultimately that's, to me, that's what really is going to change things is like people seeing 
in me that there's something different. There's, there's a light, there's a love, there's some kind of hope that this world doesn't offer because I, you know, I go to work and I see people who literally are just working for the weekend or the end of the day so they can go home and get drunk so they can go home and play video games or like find something to, to distract themselves when all day at work, they're just miserable. So I think it's for me, what I want to do is let my witness be personal and not public. I want it. I want to be personal with people. I don't want to be public with people because I don't. I, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, that's kind of like where I'm at with that. What do you what think is, about the whole personal witness thing? I I'd like to ask you a question if I can about that because this yeah. is with personal witness. I mean, that could mean a whole lot of different things, and I think some Christians would take like personal witness as like. I go up to people that I don't know and I start talking about how Jesus changed my life. And that is weird. Uh, <laughs> you're like, uh, hey, guy. And and then there's also the – so I know that that version of it is probably not effective. But what's your version of it that you found is effective? What is it? What does personal witness look like for you? My personal witness is letting people see my life. And see that there's something attractive about it, and then letting and then letting conversation go from there. Like people can look at me and see that there is a hope inside of me. There is a something inside of me that's just different from this world. And then from there, the dialogue can open up. Not, hey, so I understand you're an atheist. So do you know that? Uh, Jesus loves you and do you know that blah 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 and do you do you want to go to hell or heaven and you know <laughs> to me I don't think I mean that that's a, a way that a lot of people take but as we can see in culture it hasn't been very effective or accepted and I know like the scripture well you're going to be rejected people are going to hate you but I feel like a lot of times Christian Christians use that scripture as like once again a cop out to be able to say well I spoke the truth and they just didn't receive it. So, but no, what you did is you went in and offended somebody that you didn't even know. And then now you're using scriptures to like make yourself feel good about yourself. So, yeah, but essentially this is, uh, I just, uh, something that I thought about that type of evangelism you just talked about where they're like, Hey, this is the gospel. You will go to hell if you don't believe in Jesus and yada, yada, yada. So I know that they presented a lot of ideas about Jesus, but do you feel like that type of evangelism actually communicates the Jesus that you're talking about? You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you're going to introduce Jesus who loves people and is hope and is, you know, a, a friend when you need him, do you feel like going up and saying, hey, this is the gospel? And you just are like, you'll go to hell if you don't get saved. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Everybody's sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, blah, 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 blah. Does that truly present the Jesus that we're trying to share? You know what I mean? And I don't yeah. think that it does. I think that it just presents an ideological belief system, and that's not what Jesus is. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, he just isn't that. I believe that a lot of this – I mean, I believe that most of the stuff the Bible says is – is totally legit and you can take it at face value, but like it can be presented like that in a way that it totally loses 
its potency for what it was designed to do. People are just going to be like, oh, so I believe in Jesus, so I don't go to hell? Thanks a lot, Christian. We missed it. That wasn't the point. Way to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't just chalk that up as like, oh, man, there we go, sharing the hope of Jesus because you didn't. All you did was share the scapegoat of Jesus that makes it okay, you know, and now you're not going to go to hell. And that's not what we're trying to do. That's not what I want to do. That's not what revival looks like to me. Yeah. But no, I understand. Like, so, so your personal witnesses, you would say, is more um, you just live, live, um, you live outwardly with the hope in Jesus, and then you become friends with people, and they notice. And I would you, say, if I had to put a definition on it, I would say my personal witness is personal. You know what I'm saying? It's just me interacting with people in a normal way, and then seeing where things go from there. Because at the same time, I've got friends who aren't Christians who will likely never be Christians, but I'm okay with being a part of their life as well. I don't care if someone's ever a Christian, but I want to be friends with people and I want to know people and where that where it goes from there. Yeah. If they're hungry, if they're wanting to know like what it is that that makes me different, then I'm okay to share that. But yeah. I'm just past the point of trying to push something on people. So, yeah, no, no, no. And I, I'm 100% with you on that point. I guess for me, the struggle that I'm not really, like I said, I'm an intellectual person. The, the struggle for me is I want to have a personal witness, but does it completely invalidate the fact that it's personal if I am doing things strategically? Like, like now, or intentionally, like if I wake up and I'm like, man, my hope is in Jesus and I'm, I'm, I'm so thankful that I have that rock to stand on. And then I go out with an intention of, man, I hope I get to talk about Jesus with somebody today. I really hope that I get to share this. I, I really hope I get to share this hope that I found. I hope that I can, I hope a conversation comes up that I can tell someone about how much God loves me or something like that. I it, Does that make it in, in genuine if I have a strategy or a desire to make, to, to, to share what I have intentionally? I think you, it you know what I'm saying? Like, cause it, I hear it, you. Personal is kind of just, it happens when it happens and that's cool. But like, I like now I'm kind of like to a point where like, I just feel refreshed in what I believe and confident in it. So much so that I, I just really want to share it and offer it to people as a as a benefit of what it's benefited me. And like I wake up in the morning and I'm like, I want people to know about how good this is. You know what I mean? And 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 I, I want to find ways to make people or not make people, but help people see what I see because I feel like it would help them in their life. You're funny, Ben. <laughs> Why, why, why am I funny? Because like you ask a question and then you pause and then you answer it yourself. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So I'm asking this question. This is where I'm at. What do you think about that? All right. Um, I think uh, I think it's okay to be intentional. I mean, if you look at, I mean, obviously we look to Jesus for like the answer to everything Christianity because, I mean, it's literally to be like him. I mean, that's what the word means. So I think he was intentional. I mean, there are some things that he was just off the cuff with, but 
at the same time, there's a lot of things that he very particularly did because he hurt because he just knew that's what he was supposed to do. So I think and he was very relational in that. So I think it it all comes down to the heart. If your intention in your witness or your evangelism is to get people to a church or to get your numbers up or to get more tithe checks (laughs) coming in or to do all this other stuff that doesn't really matter, then I would say that you're just stupid. But (laughs) if you're if your intention is to see broken people be healed, hurting people be happy, you know, broken people be whole, whatever it is like if your intention is to help people and to give people a hope and a future, then you can be as freaking intentional as you want, bro. But if your hope is to just get people to your church, then I would say just stop. I I totally agree with you. I think you hit the nail on the head. Yeah. And that's, that's something that I didn't really, I, I didn't present. So I thank you for, yeah. for helping, helping me with that. Cause that's, I mean, that, that is what makes the difference. It's, I mean, you know who you are, Christian people. You know what I mean? Like, if your goal is to see someone uh, get helped by Jesus, which is what you claim you believe in, and then you're like, all right, I got him to church. Hands off from here. <laughs> get him, Pastor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get him, Pastor. You know, that's, I, d- I think you. You might have set the bar too low. Like yeah. I, I personally, I've been to church a lot, and I'm telling you, that is not that is not what makes your life better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Man. So I think that if your goal is to really help somebody, and your intentions are, I just want to see broken people be whole. I think you're good to want to share that with people and be intentional. Yeah, and. See, the, the category I don't want to get into is where people become projects and yes. not people because that's so rampant in Christian culture. Like everything that I came from taught me that people aren't projects. Getting people saved is a project and, and it translates to the exact same thing. People become projects. You're like, man, I just – if you take this course and that course and this two-week evangelistic training camp, you will absolutely be whole in Jesus. And, well, also – And that's just not, that's not the way it works. For me, that brings up the question, what is fruit? Because you know, the church that we came out of, fruit was always described as how many people are you winning to the Lord? How many people are you reaching out to? And there are people who don't even – think that we should be doing this podcast because we're not trying to evangelize with it. And they're like, well, what the heck is the point of it then? But the thing is, the point of it is just to be myself. But that leads me back back to my original question, what is fruit? You know, coming out of that culture where fruit is looked at as how many people are you winning? What's your prayer three? Blah, blah, blah. Like how, you know, like who are you bringing to church? Who are you reaching out to? And I don't look at fruit as that. And the Bible never looks as fruit as that. It talks about carrying the fruits of the Spirit. It talks about being hope. It talks about having love, joy, peace, patience, blah, blah, blah. But it, Jesus never, I don't think Jesus ever referred to fruit as how many people are you winning to the Lord? Because that's just, that's an unhealthy way to look at it because then, I agree. then you get in stuck Bible. in, yeah, for sure. Because then you get stuck in the boat of, oh man, 
I'm not, nobody is coming to church because of me. That must mean I'm not really doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So, and then you have like, I remember there, there's this particular verse that I'm not sure if Tom still holds to, but one that he used to say all the time that Jesus said that he's going to make you fishers of men. So if you're not fishing for men, are you really following Jesus? And that statement makes me so frustrated. Like you're doubting whether I'm even following Jesus right now based off how many people I'm reaching out to. And that's just so, that is so unhealthy. That is a complete, uh, completely unhealthy way to look at God, to look at my own walk with God. So I look at like, what is fruit? And I look at like, what do people see in me? How much do I look like Jesus? And that, that's what I care about. I don't care how many people I'm bringing to church because I don't even go to church right now. So I'm Absolutely. not, I'm not looking at any of that. I'm looking at, for me, fruit is how much do I look like Jesus? And if I'm doing that, if people see Jesus inside of me, whether they agree with my theology or not, then I'm doing something right. And and I could be totally wrong scripturally here, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say that like, for the most part, fishing in, in all of history has been it's not like where the 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 fisherman jumps out of the boat and he's like chasing a fish and swimming after him. he's like I'm gonna freaking get you <laughs> yeah all right now I'm a good fisherman get back up in the boat and plop it down and then he's like makes eye contact with another fish and dives in and chases him down and beats him <laughs> over the head and then like ha ha I am a great fisherman for the most part a fisherman goes out there with something that uh, a fish would like and then they wait. And the fish comes to them. Yeah. You know what I you know what I'm saying? And and like I, I'm not saying that that's totally biblical, but that's totally practical. And and the fact that I think that that's how people will, if we, if if people want the hope that we have, we we live a life that displays the characteristics of just a good life. Like I'm I'm content. I'm full of peace. I have hope. Yeah. And have a reason to be joyful. And I'm loved. Like when people see that, they're like, God dang, I want to be loved. I yeah. want to have a hope. Because I'm that's so sick and tired of going to sleep every night and not knowing like what life is about and just numbing myself until I can figure it out. And I think when people see that, that's whenever you become a fisher of men and they're like, Look, man, why why does my life feel so not right? And it seems like you've got it all together. I'm not saying that like that's the way that that's the only way to save people is to look like you've got it all together, but just to be genuinely changed and empowered by the gospel, people will probably come ask you about it. They'll talk to you about it. It will come up in conversation, and then you just give a little tug on the line like a fisherman, and you know you're like, well, this is this is what gives me hope. Yeah. And then and then maybe you become a fisher of men that way. You don't have to go chase the fish out of the ocean and into the boat. That's good. It could be totally wrong, but sounds freaking good, and it makes sense. <laughs> no, it does make sense. There's a lot of correlations with that, but I, I think you, I think you did justice there. I mean, it sounds, it sounds really good. I mean, it makes it makes practical sense, even if the analogy was off. The whole principle really works, really does. Yeah. So I and and I mean, I guess like, and you know what. Something, yeah, go ahead. something I'm thinking about, Nate would be actually really good to talk about this because he's huge into fishing and 
Jesus. So <laughs> anyways, yeah, yeah. so oh, yeah. <laughs> so another thing too, maybe just like a side thing. Um, so, you know, like how, when you fish, like you use different kind of lures for what you're trying to catch, right? Like you're not, you're not going to use like, you know, a certain lure to catch a catfish that you're going to use for a bass or a crappie. Like you're going to use different ones. So at the same time, I don't think we should have a concise description of the gospel that's just going to work for everybody. There are some people, there are some people that need to know, they need to hear about God's love and his grace. There are other people who are in a place where maybe they need to hear about the fear of the Lord and put their life back in a, and on this right path or whatever. There are some people who just need to hear, I I don't know. There's a a million different. Don't even need to hear anything. They just need someone to love them. And as soon as they feel that they're like, what is this? Yeah. Why do you care about me? You know what I mean? Like there are people out there who don't need to hear you say anything. They need to feel what you've got. Like the love that you receive from Jesus, you can share that with somebody. I mean, sometimes like that's the gospel is to just like, what is this? You know what I mean? To make someone say, what is this and how can I get it is you win. You are a fisher of men at that point. They are, they've taken the bait, not so that I can get them in the boat. That's not what I'm talking. That's, that goes back to that point you made about church, not a fisherman's goal. And, and if it, and like, I don't even know if that analogy that Jesus made works entirely because I know Jesus's goal. It wasn't like to, well, you're going to be a fisher of men. So the goal is to get him in the boat. It's obviously not true, but it's not even anything about Jesus. I think it's just a scripture that, you know, that he, not Jesus, but I mean, Tom just kind of used out of proportion. He took his own spin on things. Kind of like when we were talking with uh, Ryan last night and he was bringing up a couple scriptures that, and that's not necessarily what it was saying, but because yeah. of his reasoning behind it, he made it sound like that's what it was saying. And that is a, a scary field to get into when you have people 100%. when you have people translating the Bible in their own different ways based off what they feel like God is saying to them. Yeah, so. but it, I mean, it's okay to interpret the Bible off of what you feel God is saying to you, but when you make that the objective truth and the standard yeah. uh, for other people, then you're you're taking the relationship with God somewhere that it just becomes not a relationship with God. It's a relationship with your convictions, and that's that it defeats the whole purpose. Yeah, I mean, and that's um, that's how cults are born. But anyway, yeah, so yeah, no, no, you're exactly right. I, I don't, I don't know how much. Sorry, go ahead, Keith. You say your thing, and then I want to ask you a question. Nope. If it's on this, uh, on this topic, just go ahead and say your last thing, and then I'm gonna. There's another aspect of evangelism, another kind of description that I was wanting to get into. I mean, uh, you tell me if it's better for later or better for now, but like. To, to to go back to the original point of Ryan's post that said, are you running from your fears or are you chasing your dream? That's what this whole thought process of evangelism and sharing my hope and all this stuff, it brought me back to, it reminded me what my dream was. And I was going to talk to you about like, what is your dream? Uh, but you, you decide whether okay. your point goes let me Let me that. make my point real quick and then we can go okay. on to that. So okay, cool. I, uh, 
this is something, a definition on evangelism that's not necessarily like the Christian gospel one, but it says a zealous advocacy of a cause. And if I think if there's anything that describes my evangelism more than anything, I think it's that because I, that's what I want to be known as someone. I am an advocate of this cause that I'm living for. Yeah. So I'm not trying to come up with some formula that's going to win every soul. I'm not trying to figure all this crap out. What I'm trying to do is be a zealous advocate. And by zealous, that means like, I want to desire this. I want to be, I want to desire to be this advocate of this cause that I'm standing up for. And I mean, that's, that's what it is. I mean, you have in that definition, I mean, you have people who do that for all kinds of stuff. I mean, for it, yeah. there's countless in, injustices that people are zealous advocates for. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, so their evangelism is just from, I mean, it's just from, it's from what they believe in, like what they believe is the most important thing and they are zealous advocates of it. Yeah, there is in, there is an injustice where people live with hurts and pains and wounds and insignificances that they don't have to live with. And that is a social justice that I want to advocate against with yeah. the love of God, with the peace and the hope of God. So, yeah. Oh, you're right. I think that's a, that's a sweet definition of evangelism and I like it a lot. Yeah. That's awesome. Cause that's, I mean, you're right. That's what, that's what I want to do too, is I just want to be an advocate for people and I'm passionate about it, man, that like I'm tired of people living lives or not even living lives. I'm not trying to say that people are out there living meaningless lives. I, your life matters and I want you to know it. You know, I mean? I'm an advocate for that. Yeah. Your life matters and I want you to know it. There's, there is a God who loves you and I want you to know it. You know what I mean? Like, and then that's, that's about it. That's as deep as I need to get. I don't need to go deeper into like, um, you know, the teachings of the Bible and things like that. Like, obviously if you're wanting a relationship with God, it's probably the best place to get some advice is the Bible. Absolutely. But that's not what I'm advocating. I'm advocating that you know God. That's that's the thing. Yeah. And know how you how he feels about you. That's so that's that's awesome. That's a really good point. Um so I guess I guess the whole to wrap up the topic is I was in a bad spot where I was losing what my dream was because I was unpacking everything so deep that I was having trouble believing in the dreams that I once had. And kind of like like through this whole spiritual experience in the past week, God's brought back to like, it's okay to dream. I'm that real. And I know you know that regardless of whether you intellectually understand it or not, please keep dreaming. And, and like, I mean, it brought back to my mind just like what I'm alive for. Why am I here? What am I here to do? And it, I just – I'm just going to be honest, Keith. I'm not confused about what I'm doing on earth right now. I know for a fact that I am here to, to just spread revival. Now that, that term has changed a lot. And so for everyone who doesn't just blatantly understand what I say, when I mean <laughs> revival, cause that's a very religious so, uh, term. So buy a tent, get some alligator shoes and a nice suit. 
Yeah, and uh, free childcare. They'll yeah. all have free pizza and vacation Bible school. Not not that kind of revival. <laughs> so, but side, like, uh, can I make a tiny little side note? No, you can make a big side <laughs> note. I don't even care. Okay, so the reason I said that is because I was at Walmart one time, and I don't know how the topic got brought up. I was talking to the lady that was checking us out, and we were talking about some God came up, and she was talking about like, oh yeah, we just had this revivalist come to our church. Ah, oh, you should have seen it. He had alligator shoes that matched his suit. He was awesome. I'm like, okay, so that that's what you got out of all that. <laughs> he had he had nice Sorry, shoes just, and a nice suit. He had a good outfit. I just, there you I go. just vomited all over <laughs> myself. I mean, <laughs> that's revival, man. That's it. We had revival, and there was alligator shoes that matched the suit. Mm. And. Amen. My God, what, Amen. what are we doing? What is going on? That's and then crazy. the Holy Spirit broke out when when those shoes walked in. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, like, uh, what I mean by revival is like, keep the dream that I have is well and alive. That like, I want to find hopeless people and show them hope in Jesus. I want to find broken people and show them wholeness. In Jesus. And I'm not talking about like I want to do this to one or two people. Like I really have a dream that many, many people would come to know all of the goodness that's in Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like I just like a lot of people. Like uh, I just want – like my goal when I wake up is, boy, I need somebody to know how good this bad boy is. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? Like – I mean and, it sounds like I, sounds like you're a zealous advocate of that cause. Yeah, I, and That's I. What am, it sounds like, and, I yeah. and see, here's the thing: is that like, I guess where the reason that this is so big in my life right now is because I was a completely unzealous, um, uh, neutral party in my spiritual walk because I was going through deconstruction, which is necessary. But man, it feels good. <laughs> to have a dream and to chase it, to wake up like that's so encouraging to just have a goal and go after it with your life, something that you believe in. And, and I, and I guess I would extend this out to everybody listening to the podcast, Christian or not that like you, I know you believe in something. So stop waiting to do and chase what you believe in because you don't quite understand it. If you have something you believe in, be positive about it and go towards it, not negative and move away from it until you can get the picture in focus. The picture might never come into focus. You have only so many days and so many years on earth. So go freaking get it. And that's what happened to me this week. (laughs) Well, it sounds like we both had a pretty good week. I mean, (laughs) I learned how to care about people again and you learned your thing too. So I learned I, – I reconnected with my dream and my goal. Yeah. And you learned how to care about people again. This is good. This is all – this is good. You this know, because really people good. just suck too much sometimes. You just can't handle no, it. Hey, no, you are not <laughs> even wrong at all. Like there's a lot of times where people suck really, really bad. And you're like, <laughs> wow. You know, I don't think that you deserve anything that's good ever. <laughs> But like you said, where there's life, there's potential. You know what I exactly. mean? And where, wherever – I'm trying to think of how I can get super spiritual. Where the spirit of the Lord is. But another freedom. another thing that he said that really hit me during all that is um, one of the guys said – the guy that was actually teaching him. And first off, anyone doesn't watch Walking Dead, you should. It is an amazing show. But, <laughs> but uh, he said, I have – 
I have come to the conclusion that all life is special. And I believe that. Whether that life has hurt me, whether I believe they're right or wrong, I believe that life is special. And even if I don't like that person, even if I don't want a relationship with that person, I know that there is in something eternal inside of them that God really, really cares about. And because of that, their life is special. So, yeah, Yeah, no, absolutely. And that just gives so much flesh and meaning to that verse that we talked about earlier that like the Bible says that we need to love our enemies. And I think that's exactly like, I know I said it before, but it makes much more sense to me and everyone else listening to you right now that like all life is special, even terrible people, their life is special. There's not, no one is beyond hope. That there is a possibility, like, like, I mean, I think we can all take a lesson from who, whoever this guy is on Walking Dead that taught Morgan how to love people. (laughs) And he actually had a rough background too. He did a lot of stuff that was messed up and that's what led him to the spot that he was at. Cause I don't want to do any spoilers, but that's what led him to the spot where, you know, he had to come to the conclusion that all life is special, even those people who the person who had hurt him more than, I mean, did something unimaginable that you can never even think about. And he decided that that person was special at the end of everything that happened. And I think even the verse that you were talking about, the fact that we can call, the fact that, you know, love your enemies, the fact that you can call someone an enemy, hints to the fact that you're probably not on good terms with that person. Because I'm not going out and making small talk and inviting them over to dinner and all that stuff. Like if someone's my enemy, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to get close to them. But at the same time, I can still know that God has a love that's way deeper than what I can understand for them. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, this was a very spiritual uh, episode of the podcast where we talked a whole lot about like what we believe and everything. And I really enjoyed it. You know what I mean? This might not, this might not be the norm of the podcast, but every once in a while, man, like I really believe this stuff that I'm talking about. And I like to talk about it because it it, it matters to me. It's real to me. And I appreciate you, Keith, taking the time to talk to me about it. Help me unpack some of this stuff. And yeah, thank you. Thank you. So, um, I definitely, uh, did you have any closing words of wisdom? Um, do you think anyone, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like we do this every time our, we're like, uh, I got this. I got this. Yeah, never mind. I, I don't got this. I don't got this. Yeah. So, uh, what I just, what I just wanted to say is, uh, I just received a prophetic, uh, word from the Lord. And, uh, if there's someone listening to this podcast and your name is, um, Herbert. Herbert Sherbert. Herbert, if your name, if you're out there, Herbert, I need you to really mow your yard because it's freaking disgusting, and your neighbors are angry, <laughs> and and you're not being a good example for the Lord. Oh, dude. Also, someone named Robert out there, sh- you haven't paid your tithe in five weeks, and the Lord mm. sees you. He and does. He knows you, and he's really mad because he hasn't been able to buy, um, you know, a new Galaxy recently because your tithe has been withheld withheld and that's really uh it's your fault robert it is your fault your church does not have picnic tables 
Exactly. So you know who you are. How dare you? Praise God. It's all I, good. I uh, did get a new lawnmower this week. I'm real excited about that. Right on. Right yeah, on. dude. It's real nice. What's up? Yep. Yeah. That's probably because probably because of how much you tithe. Honestly, that's why you were able to get a new lawnmower. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <kidding>. Sure. <laughs> Let's go with that. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, Keith. Well, uh, everyone, if you listen to the end, we appreciate you, and you know we do. Thank you for listening. Um, thanks for working through this stuff with us. Uh, if, you, if you see this episode on the Facebook page, give it a share. It helps us out a lot. If you feel like the conversation was valuable to anyone at all, share it so that you know someone could be benefited by it. If not, leave it on the Facebook page and just forget that it ever happens. We love you anyway. Yeah, and go to iTunes. Give us a review. Oh yeah! Like oh, us, share us, get us out there because we deserve to be famous. <laughs> oh yes, hallelujah! Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm famous in God's eyes. Why can't I be famous in yours? Um, I just, <laughs> I just don't like you that much. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, see you later. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Are you done? I was I was just joking. Okay. That's no, no, I mean, we can be done, but whatever. Okay, thank you for listening to the podcast and Sayonara. Sayonara.